This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He started coming to my booth between 8.01 and 8.15 every morning, Monday through Friday, and he was just perfect. My Prince Charming. Well, we've we've never actually spoken, but I know someday we will. I know it. I just know it. And I know that someday I will find a way to introduce myself, and and that's going to be perfect. Just like my prince. If you thought these guys spent every waking hour of their lives doing manly things like watching sports while yelling at their TVs, shaving with straight razors, and revving their V8 truck engines, well, yeah, think again. It's time for Mackie and Chad to turn in their man cars. This is Rom-Com Rewind. Obviously, this is very manly. How did this happen? Um, he was pushed from the platform at the train station. Who's she? She's his fiance. His fiance? Yeah. It's Peter's fiance? Yeah. He's engaged. Yeah. Thought, no, he, he, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Maybe he was busy. Like, too busy to tell his own mother he's getting married? <laughs> right, don't yell at him. I'm not yelling at him. Only Jack were here. Is she okay? She's got a little heart problem. She said three attacks already. They weren't attacks. They were episodes. Oh, jeez. Nothing wrong with her hearing. That's not Peter, that's Jack. Uh, who's Jack again? Peter's brother. Peter's the guy that's in the coma. Yeah. So then why did you bring Jack? I didn't bring Jack. He followed me here. So Jack's the fiance. No, Peter. Peter doesn't even know you exist. I know. So Jack is Peter. Yeah. Lucy, they have doctors for this kind of thing. (laughs) I can tell Judd's just disgusted already. This is amazing. (laughs) Welcome to Rom-Com Rewind, part of the Mackie and Judd movie review franchise. Action movie rewind, sports movie rewind, and Rom-Com Rewind every single Friday here on Mackie and Judd. And gentlemen, we go back to the mid-1990s for this Rom-Com. One of the breakout roles for Sandra Bullock. While You Were Sleeping, 1995. Here's the summary. Lonely transit worker Lucy Eleanor Moderates, played by Sandra Bullock, pulls her longtime crush, Peter, from the path of an oncoming train. At the hospital, doctors report that he's in a coma, and a misplaced comment from Lucy causes Peter's family to assume that she is his fiance. When Lucy doesn't correct them, They take her into their home and confidence. Things get even more complicated when Lucy finds herself falling for Peter's sheepish brother, Jack, played by Bill Pullman. 
80% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says, while you are sleeping is built wholly from familiar ingredients, but assembled with such skill and with such a charming performance by Sandra Bullock that gives it a form that gives formula a good name. $17 million for a budget turned into $182 million at the box office. Sandra Bullock, Peter Gallagher, Bill Pullman. We'll start with Judd. What was your main takeaway from while you were sleeping? So the wife and I actually, in 95, paid to see this film. Now, I had forgotten a lot about it. And, you know, obviously back then at the tender age of 25, I didn't watch it with a critical eye. I did now. Uh, my takeaway is this. You had you had amnesia? I feel it's... Um, I feel that I must revisit rom-com rewind from a week ago because I believe I said my takeaway from you've got mail, correct? That's what, what we did last week was that Tom Hanks character was a scum of the earth who was, but, but it was Tom Hanks. And so we said, Oh, I love Tom Hanks, yep. but he was a bad guy because like he wasn't truthful. He wasn't, he was basically stringing along uh, this poor woman that he ended up liking and uh, you know, hurt her in some ways that was really unnecessary. Well, let me fast forward to while you were sleeping. Okay. Sandra Bullock, who at that time sort of was the sort of was a Tom Hanks-ish actress, you know, that she's likable and people loved her. And it was the, oh, I went, what did I do? What's going on? How's that? Oh, you're my family now. Um, and I would draw the parallel. I would draw the parallel in some ways with, with uh, Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home Alabama, but Sandra Bullock's, her character, Lucy's inability to tell the truth through basically this entire film, the entire film where she's counting on the next door neighbor to straighten things out eventually, where she spends the whole film... Make makes her as bad as Tom Hanks was. Like, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? What are you doing, Lucy? Like, at some point in time, you got to come clean and don't allow the writers to write, oh, another misunderstanding. I was going to tell them. Oh, my God. And, you know, and and Bill Pullman play, playing who always played Bill Pullman. Yes. You know, True. Um, <laughs> that long lost uh, puppy dog look of, oh, you've hurt my feelings. But anyway, that's my takeaway. My takeaway was Lucy, in a lot of ways, is no better than Tom Hanks's character for allowing this poor family through the court. Now, I get the start why, because because of the heart condition of the older lady. I get that. But at some point in time, don't you got to tell them the truth? Don't you got to? And the neighbor did the same thing. That's my takeaway. Go ahead, Declan. Uh, my, my main takeaway from this film is I've doubled down on my love for Sandra Bullock. So everything, oh, she's that, great. everything that Judd just said about Sandra, I couldn't disagree more. You got a blue-collar, hard-working woman here. All right. Loves mustard only on her hot dogs, by the way. That's Are you mistake. kidding me? That's, That's a, you, you're, you're now you're really reeling me in. Uh, the girl next door vibe, a hopeless romantic. I, I can get down with the hopeless romantic. I'm not all in on the hopeless romantic, but uh-huh. like Prince Charming on the train hasn't said anything to her. OK, you can, you know, um, you know, fantasize whatever, however you want there. I love Sandra in this movie. She's the girl next door. I've never Good. heard the fact you have even. Took taken her character, a terrible person, and made her out to be a terrible person. I don't know how you sleep at night because she is like the best <laughs> no, woman but- of all. Like you actually had something negative to say about Sandra Bullock. I've never heard Tom- anyone say that about oh, Sandra yeah, Tom- Bullock. But Tom Hanks last week, same thing, same exact thing. Because they're so 
lovable. You can make them despicable, and we still love them. All right. Okay. I, I'm going to jump in here because I think I'm going to be I'm going to be a little bit more the middle ground, sliding slightly more with Judd. Oh God. So my main takeaway, so let me let me draw a distinction here. <laughs> I feel like Judd Judd's off when he's trying to compare Joe Fox from yeah. so Tom Hanks character Joe Fox and Lucy from While You Were Sleeping. Joe Fox was sociopathic. Like Joe Fox took pleasure in manipulating women. Like he had all this information and he was manipulating, and it seemed like he was I'm trying to think of the word like um, he was sort of maliciously manipulating Meg Ryan in that movie, Mm -hmm. ending her business. Mm -hmm. He found out that she was the one that he was chatting with and he and he held that information unbeknownst to her over her head for weeks, for weeks. Right. I would say Lucy is more just hopelessly creepy. This movie is extraordinarily creepy because of Lucy. Okay, let's go through the list of things here that Lucy um, either did or or like the the reasons why Lucy is creepy and obsessive. Okay, so the first 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 of all, she's obsessing over a guy that she's never met before. Like he comes to the toll booth every day, and she's fantasizing about you know them being married someday and whatnot. Okay, um, then the action starts. So he gets mugged and pushed into the uh, train tracks, and you'll notice the first creepy thing she did was instead of saving him right away. She leans down and smells the cologne on his neck. Okay. Yeah, you she was it. looking a for bit a pulse. Of a she was looking for yeah. a pulse. She was looking for yeah. a pulse. But then she commented, know, "You dude. smell good." Well, yeah, because if because if he smells good, you smell good. Dude, that, he's that's an unconscious, life in danger I, on the train tracks, and oh she is God. leaned over him, smelling Choo-choo. his the neck. He might have been dead. She might have been smelling the neck of a dead body. Just starts all. making out with him. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. So she. She comes back to the hospital at night to talk to him, and she has a conversation with him while he's in a coma, and then spends the night which with I, a man that she's never met before. Which is not, I don't think, by hospital standards, legal. Well, you're Vi- supposed to be family. Remember that one guy was very and adamant. And visiting hours, though. Like, you yeah. get kicked out as family. You're supposed to go home. So, so then all the things Judd says, she refuses to just, you know, correct the uh, the misinterpretation of who she was, shows up at the family Christmas party, um, goes through his wallet and his belongings and then shows up to his apartment. I mean, it is full on like this is restraining order level stalker creepy here from Lucy. But I don't think it's malicious. I think she's just sort of a hopeless, yeah, she's a hopeless single, romantic. desperate woman. Okay, yeah. but yeah. at some point in time, you've got to tell the family the truth. And she never does. And the neighbor knows, too, and he doesn't. But I, But the parallel I'm drawing is... At that time period, Tom Hanks and and Sandra Bullock were basically very much the same person as far as we can cast them as either a really devious bad guy in Joe Fox or in the case of Lucy, just the sort of misguided person who's not telling the truth and stalking and people will watch it and like them because Dex is right. She's incredibly likable still. Yeah. Just Sandra Bullock. But I mean, you would have her arrested. A little creepy. I would personally have her picked up by the cops. What was your favorite thing about this movie, Judd? I didn't have a lot of things that I loved about this film, but I will. What? I didn't have a lot of that. No, I'm sorry. It's too long. Didn't really enjoy it. Too long. It's like an hour hour and and a half. 40 minutes. I know. I still felt like it was too long. You 
Oh my! A movie God. could be thirty minutes, but I'd be like, "Not nah, ten minutes shorter." Could have been ten minutes shorter. No, that's not true. I am. I every week. Every week, I weigh in here and tell you that all, that some films are just fine card. and some films aren't. Yes. Judd watches the local news and thinks the weather report is yeah. too long. For God's sake! Actually, yeah. that is true. Could have been shorter. They need the barometer info. Could have been shorter. I'd like some more sports, please. Um, so my favorite part of th- this film might surprise you, but it is actually Sandra Bullock. Um, she was great at this role. She was fantastic. And her character, Lucy and Annie and Speed, are basically the same person in different circumstances. Smart asses, um, tomboyish, but still attractive, if that makes sense. Not yeah. really, not really sexy, but definitely, oh, they're, they're good looking. but definitely cute. Yep. Pixie-ish, is that the right word? Uh, she played this role really well, and they wrote this role for her continually, which was a box office smash. But I, I just think actually, her yeah, speed character. They actually it? didn't. They actually didn't write this role for her, which we'll get to in. Oh no! But I'm saying that she thrived. But mm. anyway. I think her character in Speed and in this film are very similar, um, sort of lonely but looking for love. So she was my she was my favorite part of the film because I feel like there's actresses they could have cast who wouldn't have been nearly as effective as she as she was. And if you weren't as effective as she was, I think this film really suffers. Mm. Dex, my favorite part is the family. I love the family in this movie. This family is just like your classic. Crazy, loving, boisterous family. Reminds me of my family. Um, I mean, Peter Boyle, too, by the way. Love me some Peter That's Boyle. That's his Raymond dad character. Yeah. I, I think that's how they same. found that character. He, he mm-hmm. pretty much plays Raymond's dad he's, as like a prequel to to that series. Totally. He's a little nicer in this. Yeah. But like the gruff stuff, oh, that, that is him as Ray's dad. Yeah. And original Frankenstein, too, I believe, too, from, from the, like, the 30s, from the 40s. He's an old dude. Young Frankenstein. No, he, Young Frankenstein. He played, yeah, in, which, which he's great in. Yep. That's and from the 70s. So I, I, love, I love the crazy family. I love Bill Pullman. I mean, Bill Pullman, Judd is right. He plays like the same dude almost in every film. He does. He, he could really be the does. president or he could be like Jack the furniture maker guy. Right. And it's just, he's got this, he always has the same look. I know something beyond <laughs> what's being said. And I'm trying to figure out what's really happening. Like, he's got that inquisitive look on his face he, all the time. He perfected yeah. at some point in time also the um, – it's not – is smirk the right word? He does something with his mouth. It's sort of a smirk, but it's not It's not yeah. as annoying as a smirk. Sure. But it's yeah. sort of this, like, lost, like, look, like – and yeah, that's, it's like, it, yeah, he's trying to, I don't know, he's... Like, he's trying to figure it, something like, out? He's very, he's very philosophical. Like, yes. he's very, he's, you know, he's a thoughtful guy. Yes. Um, but yes, I, lo- I love the family. Like, yeah. they just take her in. Good. and then And then I know she falls in love with the brother. And they seem to kind of understand that by the end of the film, which is nice. I liked it. I love the family. The family is my favorite part of this movie. So, yeah, you guys kind of hit on my, my two favorite things here, too, uh, which are Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman. I love Sandra Bullock. I love Miss Congeniality. I love, I love all of the net. Like, she was so great throughout the 90s and early 2000s. Um, and Bill Pullman, I love the scene at the very end. I love the way that he proposed. My favorite part of the movie might have been when she's back in the booth and she thinks this whole saga is over. And all of a sudden, Bill Pullman shows up with the whole family and drops the ring in the little... Uh, like coin slot and says, I got to ask you a question or so whatever, whatever he said. I mean, that would come on that tugged at my heartstrings. 
I feel like they maybe should have dated for a little while before he yeah. jumped yeah. in and proposed. I, there was I so agree. much about That's this a... film that was not plausible. Yeah. There was so <laughs> much about like they they didn't even. Um, show you a hint in the script of trying to be like, yeah, you know what? That's probably too much. They just went for it. <laughs> they did. So, uh, but I think, yeah, everything about just the Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock, and there is, we'll get into all the other things that were flawed about it, but I just love, I love both of them as actors. And I thought, and I'm foreshadowing one of my later categories here by saying how much I love them. But all right, Joe, what was your least favorite thing about this movie? Okay, so I'm with Dex. I liked the family. Like, it's well-written. They're funny. For the most part, they're good actors. But my least favorite part among the implausibility of this film was the family. All right, so let me review. Their their son is in the hospital in a coma, and they clearly have no idea when he's going to wake up. So, like, he is in a coma, and it's not like a one-day coma it is as far as i could tell weeks long that he is in a coma laying in a hospital bed my guess is at some point in time fairly close to death because i don't think that you lapse into a coma for that long and are like hey i'm doing fine yeah, um, considering how dire the situation was everybody was like really light and well and that's what i was gonna say and, like, and my least favorite part is dead. and my least favorite part is the family goes along with business as usual they're acting <laughs> like he's on a trip okay they're, they're acting like he's That's going pretty, to be fine. Lucy's close. part of the family. Hey, come over. We're still having all our parties, all of our all of our parties, all on. No problem at all. Oh, Jack's coming back because because Peter is in a coma. That's great. We'll get to see Jack. Let's have another party. Let's get the eggnog out. Let's have the mistletoe out. It's Christmas time. So but what true. about Peter, who's in a coma? Oh, he'll be fine. We'll go. They visit him like he had a kidney stone. It's so true. They show up at the hospital like he had a kidney stone. He's dying. (laughs) Pretty pretty accurate, actually. Uh, But I mean, like, Peter Boyle's like, oh, yeah. I mean, when they go and see him originally and meet her for the first time, they're, like, yucking it up around his bed. Dude, yep. It's amazing. Like, he literally might be dead. Might never snap out of this Might be brain dead. Yep. All right, Dax, what was your least favorite part All of this right, movie? Uh, this, this might be a little controversial, but I, I could not stand Joe Jr., the, the, the landlord's son that is yeah. trying to, like, woo Sandra Bullock throughout the entire film. Dude, he, he, he's a he's humongous in, creep. He was in Rounders. He plays kind of the Law same. Law Order, he, he was in a bunch. Yeah. He kind of the, plays the same guy, basically. Wears a, wears a robe and, like, hasn't shaved in a few days. He's like a mafia yeah. sta- uh, guy, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Trying yes. on her like shoes and stuff. Yeah. I like. I he was like kind of the little comic relief part of the film. I get what they were trying to do, but the every scene with him, I was like, I can't stand this dude at all. He yeah. was easily my least favorite part of the entire movie. Could not I stand. He added a, I thought he added a layer. Like she needed some sort of. She needed some sort of like creeper guy that like to, to set her standards. That she wasn't just going to settle for anyone. It had to be somebody above you know creepy Joe guy. But uh, yeah, he was kind of well, kind of creep, kind of made me uncomfortable. Kind of a creep. Um, I have a, I actually have two or three candidates here for <laughs> least favorite thing. I would say, um, I'll go with this one. It gives me anxiety, and this happens in all kinds. I feel like this was a major thing in like rom coms or like where the main character gets in a situation because they can't spit out the truth. They keep getting interrupted, and I hate that in movies. And so she tried like five different times to say, well, actually, yep. like she even at one point halfway through the movie, she's like, everybody, I I need to tell the truth about something. You're not pregnant? 
Right. And then they just like hijack the, the whole conversation. And, so right. and nobody nobody ever goes back and says, oh, like, give her a minute to talk. She has something to say, right? It's just like she tries to spit out the truth and then gets interrupted or derailed in some way. And then the movie just keeps moving forward, right? It's like, yes. does, does nobody stop and listen or does she not stop and say, hey, everyone shut up for a second. <laughs> I just met this guy. I saved his life, you know? Like the the whole movie is based on these weird miscommunications that could have easily been prevented by literally anyone. Her first and foremost saying, "Oh yeah, no, I'm not his fiance," but I mean, I just want to know if he's okay. And to that point, who is the nurse to announce this to? Yeah, because she's the one that yeah, says yeah. that's his fiance. Like, who are you to tell the family that? And again, they're all like, "Oh, fiance, yeah. that's great," and he's dying. <laughs> and, and and by the way, okay, what was the so? So had he been estranged from his family? Or is he yeah. he's a busy professional guy? Like so uh, so like is this an Aaron Rodgers situation where, no. where he has alienated his family? Because they certainly acted like they're super tight. Right. I don't think it's alienated. I think it was more of he left the family business yeah. to go be a lawyer and then they were pissed off about that. And then he was basically like living his own life and didn't want to be as part of the crazy, boisterous family he was kind of the black sheep it seemed but like. this goes down a really good path because as far as i could tell they all lived in chicago so how would you not know he's engaged like it'd be one thing if they lived in california right we never see yeah. him and now oh my god he's engaged but from what i could gather they all lived the, the family was in the suburbs of chicago and he was downtown but yeah how would they not know anything like like unless he just shut them out, which they pretty much made clear he didn't shut them out completely. That's a really good question. There's also a lot of there's also that scene I think in the church pew where the father. I love that. Scene. Someone asked you like like you know if he was really engaged, wouldn't he announce it in the Tribune? And the father goes, "We read the Sun Times." Yeah, in this family. That's kind of a funny little little newspaper rival comment. Uh, all right, what are we on? Like least believable. Yes, least believable, Judd. Hold on a sec. I got like eight notes here. Yeah, there's a lot of least believable in this movie. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Which one do I want here? Hey, real quick, so wait, before, you, yes. before you pick that, can I go back to the hot dog thing? So, yeah, sure. The, the mustard on hot dog. I feel like there was like three different times where – was that her boss, by the way? Who was that guy? The Yeah. Yep. The hot dog guy or the the, the like No, the, 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 no, the guy that she, was con, the, that she was confiding that in. Was that, was her, that was her boss. Yeah. That was yeah. her boss. So her and her boss just go eat hot dogs every day. They just yeah. walk around eating hot yeah. dogs every day. I mean, that sounds like my dream. Just walking is, around. This is my point. Just this hot is, dogs. And the vendor, stands. but the vendor knew what her boss took and and never knew what she took. This is also pretty. Funny. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. This is another thing that I wonder about. And I used to, I used to wonder about this when I was a kid. Like, oh, when you become an adult, do you just walk into an establishment and hit the counter and say, "I'll have the usual." Do you, is it like you I walk mean, into it, well, you walk, you belly up at a bar and you and you well, say hi to the bartender and you say I'll have the usual. There's, there's clearly establishments where you walk in and they know the bars what you I do. want. Yeah, Red Cow, Red Declan, Cow, and Red Rabbit. My coffee shop wants? I go to three times a week okay. before I come in the office. Let me ask you this: If you were to walk, what's the, what's the restaurant right now, Declan? Is it Red Rabbit? Like the one where you probably feel the most like people there know you. Red Rabbit, you know them. Red, Red Rabbit. Rabbit, yeah, at the bar area. Yes. Easily. So if you were to belly up at the bar right now, mm-hmm. or let's say tonight at Red Rabbit, very likely, and you were to, and and you made eye contact with one of their, and by the way, they're not paying us for this, but Red Rabbit is amazing. You can find them downtown Minneapolis <laughs> off Washington Avenue, and they have amazing cocktails. Great brunch, you too. slide in, you sit down at the bar, and Declan Goff says, "How's it going? I'll have the usual." 
what happens in response? Uh, they usually pour me a Manhattan on the rocks. That's usually so they would exactly, know. Yeah, they would. I, I'll say, he, pre-pandemic, yeah. I knew all the wait, wait, I know wait, wait, yes, staff. He's there. right. Yeah. Post-pandemic, they've hired new people. There's some people that don't know, but the GM knows me. Like the GM knows me very, very well. Knows me by name. So she knows what like she knows exactly what I want when I sit down. Mm-hmm. But yes, usually like especially pre-pandemic, I would sit down there, and they would exactly would pour me a Manhattan. It would mm-hmm. pretty much be okay. light and day. Yeah. I also think it's a case too, lots of times, especially at a bar where they will say to you, "Do you want the usual?" usual. So it's not like you're wow. So it's not like you're being arrogant and being like, "Give me the regular," and they're like, oh, "What's that?" So so like they'll ask me, "Do, do you want your?" X, Y, or Z beer, for instance. That's ordinarily and, how it works for me. And some, X, Y, Z, I mean, buffalo It could wings. be three beers. I mean, bu- bunnies, I had that. Yeah. I mean, I'd go in, and, and there was, I would say there were at least three bartenders, two or three for sure, that knew exactly yeah. what I drank. I've had this once in my life for a stretch, and, I, and I've, had, I've had, like, plenty of bars and establishments, speed down around, like, St. Anthony, Maine, when I lived down there for three years, where I definitely... I'm on a first name basis and you yuck it up. Right. But I would, I would differentiate my order enough to where there wasn't like a usual. Okay. Mm. But the one time in my life, and it was for like three years, I used to go from like 2010 through 2013. I used to go to bulldog Northeast oh. almost like probably, probably four days a week yeah, Great location. coming home, Great. like get yeah. done with the radio show. And I would go there and I would just, and I, and I made friends that are still my friends today that would be there just working and stuff. Bust out your laptop. And uh, and I would always get a beer that was called Mannequin Piss. I don't even know if they make it anymore. But it was literally like I wouldn't. I would sit down, and the bartender would just pour a mannequin piss and put it in front of me without any interaction. Yeah, that's whatsoever. Uh, yeah. And I, that's what and, I, and I felt like yes, I'm I am Bill it Pullman. Feels good. It feels. Or nice. I am Sandra Bullock. I guess. Yeah, it feels good. And yeah, also, absolutely. like even at my even at my coffee shop, which I go to like two or three times a week before the show today. Like I am a no BS. Like I just want my coffee. I want my light roast coffee, no cream. And then, like, today, there was a person in front of me who was doing the classic yuck it up, like, well, where's the other person that works? What about this? Uh? Oh, no, get well, him like, out. I get can't him out. stand that. I'm with like, you. I, I honestly want them to look at me and know, like, oh, Declan is in line. Let's just pour his Move coffee. Him. He will pay <laughs> yes. when it's time to pay. But please... Stop yucking it up. Yep. I, 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 this is an expediting process. There's a line here. And we Please don't need friends. Along. We don't yes. need friends. We need service. Please move along. Love Crazy. what you just said. That's, that's exactly. Okay. Anyway, All right. Back to the Least movie. believable. So here's mine. There's a lot of things here. Big picture, small. I'm going to go small picture with one thing that I think is indicative of, of the writing in this film, which clearly was based on the fact that they knew that they had a good cast and didn't really care much about how they wrote the film itself in some ways. The scene where where Lucy and it's Jack, right? That's Pullman's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Lucy and Jack are taking a walk, and it's one of the first times they've taken a walk, and they're in front of her apartment, and he's going to help her navigate the ice to get to her front door. But if you watch it, they seemingly decide to walk in the iciest area possible. Yes, like dude. there's clearly a I, sidewalk on the side that they that's could. Because fall. she's creepy. Like, right. But I mean, but she takes him or he takes her, take your pick, across this like ice laden, look like a bleeping skating rink. And I think it was grass. Like nobody mm-hmm. in their right mind would do this. And of course, they end up falling and come close to kissing. But anyway, that to me is a poster child moment for this film and how little the writers cared about plausibility and instead just went for, they basically went for as many things as they possibly could when it came to misunderstandings, 
and how can we make things as uncomfortable as possible for the characters? To me, that was the cheesiest part of the entire, was that, that whole scene on the ice. Like that just, it, they clearly wrote that part in of like, oh, what if we had them slip and fall for the next 90 seconds? Oh, and he'll rip his pants and, yeah. oh, and you have a pair of pants for me. Oh, if you've been to my pants, I'm going to kill myself. Just and then like, she looks, she <laughs> looks <laughs> them out the window, whole, his pants are ripped I will and she's say, looking at his butt. I will say, we'll, we'll get to our ranks eventually. That scene alone dropped it down at least one, one score for me immediately wow. just on that wow, 90 dude. second scene. I wow. hated that scene. Wow. I, I mean, I, there's a whole nother discussion here about just what if, if you were in Jack's shoes and now Jack was skeptical about whether he actually about whether his brother actually knew this woman or not. Like his radar was up. Yep. Part of it was his radar is up and part of it is Bill Pullman just looks like he's always like mm-hmm. sniffing around something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you were in Jack's shoes, I mean, he's like he's kind of a homewrecker because he doesn't he never truly proved and figured out that there was no relationship between. Lucy and his brother, right? So as he's going through and like flirting with her, hugging her and intimate conversations, you know, it's his brother's fiance, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we should talk about that for a minute. Like, and then there's that weird mistletoe scene where the family urges them to kiss each other. That's in that, my notes that, too. Like, what, like, That's but, another weird scene. Yeah. I don't know. The whole, the whole dynamic and like, I feel like Jack is a terrible brother to Peter. Oh, Got to be honest. He is. But they sort of established you know? that they do a pretty good job of establishing the, the fact that he's the that he's he's the not as smart one and stuff. But yeah, he definitely he definitely goes a long way towards sabotaging his relationship with his brother when when he like barely knows this girl too. Yeah. Well, I think though uh, he right. he knows though that Something is wrong here. Like he's fit. Yes. Like he clearly has a brother instinct of like, wait a minute, there's something up here. Like, and it's the classic, yeah, the Bill Pullman sniffing around thing. Like he knows he that this is not like the, a factual relationship. Yeah, but then it just like, yeah. Then he so falls weird. in love with yeah. I don't. I don't. That part's believable. That part feels very code. Feels very codependent to me. Yeah. I don't think it's. I, I, there need to be a sequel to find out. Did Jack and Lucy make it? <laughs> yeah. My guess is. No, they both. They probably fought all the time. They got married you know, too fast he, while you were divorcing. He quit, he, yeah, he probably had a falling out with his family because he quit the company and then probably failed to sell as many furniture. That's as what he I was going to say. Yeah, is that really yeah. sustainable? I mean, you got to be really good at that. God. And all due respect, you know, listen, you know, she probably didn't make that much money the job that she had. So they probably fought over finances. I don't know. I don't the think she thing. was the marrying type in the end. Like I think her character was pretty happy. I mean, she being... was pretty set on the first the first thirty seconds of the film. I'm looking for my Prince Charming and my dad. Yeah, but and I don't his think wife. she really wanted that. Mm. I I think she did. I think nah, she did. I, I don't think she nah, did. I oh, okay. I think yeah. she got I'm pregnant. I think Judd's just like making yeah, this up. Right I, I now. hated the kid. About? She got <laughs> pregnant. They had a kid. She couldn't stand the little brat. Jack Jack went to the bar and got drunk too much. I mean, I just, Are you just was, is this, was this the Zolgad last twenty five years or was this Sandra Bullock? No, I didn't have a kid. Are you kidding? Yeah. Are you just explaining yeah. yourself? Right now? What's <laughs> happening? I have a kid. So, oh my god! All right, Lee, we're on Declan yep. for least believable here. Uh, a couple of things. I, I kind of just want to put the whole hospital scenes, everything about the hospital, the fact that she was able to get back in there, the the dumb nurse that basically buys the fact that she's the fiance. Um, how the fact that the neighbor does convince 
him that like, no, like you were engaged to her. It was a whole thing. And like, you just have amnesia, but he was able to rifle off every other single fact. Yeah. And he, and he also just like buys it. He just is like, Oh, I guess you're right. Like the, I, I just thought the whole, every scene basically in the hospital to me was super unbelievable. It didn't make any, it didn't follow hospital protocols. The, <laughs> the, the, just the whole scene of them convince he convincing her that like, yes, you guys are a couple and you're engaged and she's the one, this is Lucy. I just thought it was incredibly not believable at all. Yeah. Also, like when they're meeting her for the first time and they're all back in the waiting room and they start asking, like they asked her a couple questions about how'd you meet? And she doesn't lie. She says, well, he smiled at me and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, they just stop asking questions like that was it. Just two, two. So they're just going to wait together for hours and hours and they're not going to find out any more information about this mysterious fiance. It was very it was very bizarre. Super weird. It was very, very All right, uh, back over to Judd for – actually, no, it's my turn on yes. Least Believable. Least Believable. Okay. What do you got? Um, my Least Believable thing was the fact that the cat hadn't eaten or drank anything in days. Did you guys notice that part? What was that? So Pat was on the so the, that was That was that Royce. Was Pat, yeah. What time are we going? When are we starting? Can I do it without time? my headphones? No, you can't. Okay, then give me a call. <laughs> Text me and then call me two minutes after that is literally what he's – it's. It, I love the guy. He's the, he's the best. Pat, we record at the same time basically every day within like a 10-minute window. Yeah. Are you ready? When are we going? When are we at going? The same are time. you ready yet? <laughs> I, what I've learned the most over the last year about myself is I am no longer the most impatient person on this planet. It's Patrick Royce. Oh, it's you not got even, nothing not on even, him. I never knew yeah. that. Oh, never yeah. Knew you're that. not close. Yep. We got to go. We got to go. Um, so So – so, so Sandra or Lucy had spent multiple days, I believe. I'm trying to like figure out what the timeline was, but like this dude's in a coma, mm-hmm. and she's at the hospital, and she's bouncing around, and she's with Jack over here, and then all of a sudden she's like, got his stuff, and it, and there's a there's some wet canned cat food in the bag, right? Ugh. And she goes over to Peter's apartment and feeds this cat some canned cat food. That cat presumably has been has been sitting there for days without food or water, and I feel like that was just a weird part to throw in. Least believable. That cat would not have survived without drinking water for two or three days. Cats, cats can live off food for like two weeks, not water for like two or three days. That cat would have been dead. And that's that, the least believable part. And that hmm. cat was Peter's girlfriend's cat, correct? Who comes back? The at one the that end. went to Portugal. Yeah. Yes. yes, but then she came. Okay, we had fake nose and. Fake, uh, like there were so many Peter, things. I've been they doing set some up. thinking, and uh, sure, I'll marry you. Yeah. Right. There were certain things I don't know if they were truly necessary. Let me put it that way. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, weird hook. Like there. they just right, threw cheesiest her part. Um, okay, cheesiest part. In the hospital again, when Jack is playing cards with Peter in a coma, and and he's literally saying, and like Peter is the is the success of the family. He's a lawyer. He's well-dressed. He lives in downtown Chicago. Jack is supposed to be this guy who talks about how he got called into the principal's office and asked, why can't you be more like Peter? And so he's the the sheep of the family. And he's playing cards. And despite all of the things that Peter has succeeded at in life, like all of the things, Jack is like, I was fine with that. And and it's, you know, you're, you're the greatest and I wasn't and blah, blah, blah. But now you've got something I want. And it's this woman he barely knows again. So, yeah. like, the whole thing about the whole thing with Lucy, who, don't get me wrong, I'm sure she's very nice and she is cute. But, um, 
Really? Like, this is the first thing? Like, this guy's rich beyond belief, probably. He's got this great apartment. He's he's clearly seen as the stalwart of the family, the pride and joy. And and this is the and this now is the thing while you're playing cards with the comatose guy? And, right. Come on. Okay. If you could, okay, I like where you're going here. So if you're Jack or if you're Judd or you're Declan and you could have one of these three things from Peter, you could have Lucy, you could have his high paying lawyer job, which also probably comes with a ton of pressure and anxiety, right? Yeah. Yep. Or you could have his apartment. Oh, well, it's not a close. Yeah, I don't think this is close for me. I, I go to the apartment. Oh, yeah, three. Mm-hmm. And don't look yeah, back. Three, one, two. Too. If I had to be badass. Three, one, two. I mean, it was like overlooking, I think, Lake Michigan. Yeah. Three, one, two. Three one two Chicago area. Oh my God, you're onto something! Wow, boom! While you were thinking, Um, (laughs) yeah, that that's not tough. But anyway, like the fact that this is the this is the one thing that's finally gonna, you know, be oh, this is what I want. I want Lucy. I don't know. I want your apartment. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know what? Too. Here's the other thing. He's in a coma. I want your twentieth floor penthouse. He's in a coma. Lake Michigan. You have no, you have no idea when he comes out of the coma what type of shape Peter is going to be in. Just smother him. It's a movie. (laughs) Just kill him. Just kill him. I mean, you don't know. You might be doing him a favor. Security cameras, though. You know this film was so. This film was so out there that I think he could have gotten away with it. Uh, Dex cheesiest part that the the scene on ice just the, the that that was Judd's least favorite part. Mine easily was that whole whole scene of them dancing around and trying yeah, to stay yeah. on their feet and yeah the ripped pants. But there is it a was, sidewalk, right? I think so. Like you can see a sidewalk in the shot. Yeah, I think so. But it, yeah, the whole that whole thing. Like I said that dropped a, that dropped a peg in the rankings for me just for that forty five seconds alone. It was it was yep. horrible. It was cringy. I'm going to say uh, Joe Jr. and his little, like, you deserve better speech at the end. Where yeah, he's kind of conceding, weird. like, all right, I'm, I'm no longer pursuing you, but you deserve better. And it was kind of weird. Yeah, very like cheesy. That. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Production notes on here. I alluded to this earlier, but Sandra Bullock was not the first choice to play Lucy. Both Demi Moore and Julia Roberts were offered Demi. the role of Lucy, but turned it down. Demi Moore would not have done this. I don't. Or not have done a good job at this, in my opinion. No, she Julia would have been Roberts well, could have been a really weird movie. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Julia Roberts would have been yeah. perfect. This, she be she would have been. Yeah, probably the only upgrade over at the time, like mid nineties. Julia Roberts. What was the film that she did about marriage? Uh, my best friend's wedding. Yes, hundred This, feel, this feels that. a little bit a little bit like that. Not entirely right, but like the characters. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the same vibe. Also Cameron saw that Diaz in the movie. Yeah. That's actually, a, I, I recall that being a cute film. Yeah. Uh, the original screenplay for this movie was not called While You Were Sleeping. Uh-huh. It was called Coma Guy. Oh. The title, <laughs> the, the title changed shortly after being acquired by Caravan Pictures. The movie was literally called Coma Guy. That would not have done, yeah, no. It's pretty funny. If it was like Coma um, Love, like Coma Love, even like that would have been better. But Coma Guy, that doesn't make. Any I don't think sense. I would have gotten seen it if Coma had been in the title. Yeah, it's true. It's probably a good yeah. idea. Doesn't doesn't really hook you. Um, all right, before we get to our definitive relationship rankings and the overall uh, grade for this movie, a quick shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, they can't provide insurance for uh, you know falling off of a platform onto the tracks for you personally, but you know. If it affects your business in some way, they're here to protect you. Risk management tools, resources, uh, summer weather can bring storm problems, which can knock out you know various uh, things related to, I don't know, your 
your internet services, your uh, security services, basically anything that could be a threat to your business, Federated has resources and an answer for. So find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, boys, definitive relationship ranking. So we're looking for chemistry between the two main relationship characters. Uh, To this point, Hitch and Sarah from Hitch are leading the pack with an 8.8 score out of 10. Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly from You Got Mail, 8.3, tied with Ben Barry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Ben and Lindsay from Fever Pitch at uh, 6.7. Melanie and Redneck Jake from Sweet Home Alabama at a (laughs) 6.2. And Sam and Annie from Sleepless in Seattle at a 3.3. So how would you grade Lucy and Jack? from while you were sleeping. I am going to give them, because I like the actors. The script itself was a little bit odd, because Phil's right. It was sort of creepy at times. I'm going to give them a six. Okay. Okay. I mean, the chemistry is very, very strong from the start. It's pretty clear that there's a connection there. Mistletoe. You you two should kiss, despite the fact that you're... Brothers, despite to the horrible, cheesy part that I hate, I mean, there's clearly something at play there. Um, She takes him to that party. He kind of sabotages it because she thinks she's pregnant. I think the chemistry is real here, and I am going to give them an 8 out of 10. I think the chemistry is pretty good, and I'm giving them an 8. This makes it easy. I'm giving it a 7. Very solid chemistry. A um, little awkward, uncomfortable. I would have been curious to see more Peter. I, I would have been curious to see what the Sandra Bullock, Peter Gallagher chemistry could have been. But uh, we're never going to really get that. We only mm-hmm. got to see them interact. He sort of plays a buffoon w- once he does yeah, he's dumb. awake, right? He's, a, he's kind of yeah. a dummy. Like for a really successful yes. lawyer, he's like, oh, what's going on? I have so many potential follow-up comments to that that I'm going to keep to myself for the sake of not alienating part of our audience. Uh, but uh, Lucy and Jack, uh, a seven, which brings them in fourth place just ahead of Ben and Lindsay from okay. Fever Pit. So, All right. Right. That's, so, you know what? That's very fair. Yeah. Not too bad. Very not fair. too bad. Ben and Lindsay. Um, more codependence. Overall entertainment value, one through 10. Hitch is a nine. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, 8.8. You've got Mail, 7.7. Sleepless in Seattle, 7.2. Fever Pitch, 6.3. Sweet Home Alabama, a six. Hmm. Fever pitch was a 6.3? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give this a 6.5. I was going to give it a 6, but I actually think it's... Here's my problem. I don't think the script is great. I think the acting's really good. So I don't want to penalize the actors, but I don't want to praise the film too much. I'm going 6.5. Okay. Uh, This is the first time I've seen this movie. I've never seen it before. Before but it's, time. it was, uh, yeah, I think I was born like just a couple months before. I think this came out in 93, correct? 95. Oh, 95. I was, I was two and a half, three. Yeah, um, well, I'm sure you didn't see it then. <laughs> anywho. Uh, hey, mom, can we go see this? Oh, I did have, we did this, have this on VCR. Because we were a big VCR family. I remember we did have this on the VCR shelf. Right. But, but you didn't but watch but it. never, never really watched it. And we were a family, too, that watched a lot of inappropriate movies. Not that this one was inappropriate. Right. But, no, I never saw it. But I liked it. Uh, and I like Sandra Bullock. Um, it's, it's a good pace. I know Judd still thinks it's too long. I thought it was... It was fine for the runtime. I'm going to give it a solid 7. I think it's a 7 out of 10. It's a 7 out of, It's probably one of those movies, if I saw it on TV, I'd watch a couple scenes during, for yeah. a commercial break, and then I'd flip. I wouldn't like be glued to it. Though. I like that. I like how you put that. 7 out of 10. <laughs> it's an 8.5 for me. 
Oh, wow. I really, really, I, I really like this movie. This is a movie that if it's on TV, I'm interested in watching you know, part of it until there's a commercial break or something. Um, I think Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman are just great 90s and early 2000s characters. Yes. Peter Gallagher, wasn't he on the OC in yep. the early 2000s? Yep. Still acting you know, a so lot. Just some, some great star power here in this movie, and I love the plot. I think it's a great – I think it's just a great, like, fluffy – unrealistic but mindless entertaining plot and it was creative it's a very creative way to like put a spin on on a rom-com so i was here for it 8.7 which makes it a Mm 7.3 between the three of us putting it just ahead of sleepless in seattle and just behind you've got mail okay you guys feel comfortable with that yes yeah that's perfect actually yep cool so uh all right so a few options here uh you guys want to keep the rom-com Train rolling here for another week or two. Sure. Go on a yeah. go on a run here. Yeah. Okay. So you know, obviously, I've been pumping the American president. Um, some other options here: my best friend's wedding, which Judd just brought up. That's the I think that movie came out a couple years after this, but my best friend's wedding is definitely worth reviewing at some point. Uh, she's all that we've talked about, yep. and she's uh, and she's out of my league. She's oh. all that was Paul Walker, Freddie yes. Prince Jr., and a couple others. I, I am all in on the latter two. Yeah, you know those, what? Those last two, yeah. like especially the last, she's out a of, of a curveball too. She's right? out of my league. Is like one of my Who's favorite films of all time. Who's in that text? Not even kidding. Uh, Jay Bruchel, uh Alice Eve, T.J. Miller. Um, those are the main suspects. I, I have never seen. Uh, she's out the of my mom league. from that '70s show plays Kirk's mom. Oh, she's um, great. Yeah. Yes, this is this okay. is one of my all-time favorites. Let's Should do we do it. She's, she's out, out of my out league. My, right. Oh my god, she's out of my league. I'm so Let's excited. Oh my god! I'm right, so we'll, excited. Hold on, I, I gotta we'll check trust on, it. on the runtime. Uh, it's oh, quick. Three hours. Oh, is it gone? Yeah. It's like gone <laughs> it's with gone the wind. With, it's got an intermission. <laughs> All right, we, we'll awesome. let Judge check on the runtime here before we go. Ahead. It's. Uh, oh, that's fine. I, I yeah, was just it's, gonna... it's quick. I saw like uh, I'll, I, I'm going to save my facts. I can't even say anymore. I'll have to save for next week. Hour forty four, Judd. Hour forty four. Oh, perfect, perfect. Hour forty four. What? What's perfect. the one that Melissa Joan Hart did with? Um, oh, who's the guy that died? The actor that died. The um, he was in like Batman. Oh, uh, um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Burt Bert Ward. Yeah. Oh, Burt Ward. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart and Burt Ward. Who was like, no, but um, are you thinking of um, what? What film was that? Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's another great one too. Yeah, I love that movie too. Great film. But yes. wait, Melissa Joan Hart was in that. Movie? I don't think she is. But but you're thinking. I mean, uh, yeah, you're thinking of um, she was in one. Julia Julia Stiles. Julia aren't Stiles. She? Okay. Well, then there was a Melissa John Hart Big one fan. that she did as well with with him. I thought though. Now now I'm on a rabbit hole on Google here. Yeah, so, just go find it. Oh, drive machine. So drive me crazy with Adrian oh. Grenier. Oh, that's you know what you know what I just got those confused. That's what it I is? think that was it. Yes. Okay. Both those films okay. are great too. But yes, she's out of my league. Sounds perfect for next week. Wow. All right. Awesome. Turn in your men. I love a good so teen, teen films oh, are great. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Teen love films are great. I might watch like I'm a big three fan. times over the next week. John Cusack's got this. a lot of good ones, too, from <laughs> back in the day. Oh, man. Little Must Love Dogs. We could do some Oh, that forget too. about that. Go go back to his original film catalog. Those sure. are those are the yeah. greatest. Yeah. Better I, Off I, Dead. I enjoy some Better John Off Cusack. Dead is a Better Off Dead is one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, that was a good session there. That's a wrap on Mackie and Judd today. Please, if you could, give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Help spread the word about the show, and we'll see you guys next week.